Hi, this is Shauna. Before we get to today's guest, I want to take a minute to learn more about you, the listener. We've put together a short survey at fueltalent.com slash podcast to gather information on who's listening and to give you a chance to make suggestions and comments about the show. I want What Fuels You to be a great resource for you and your interests, and I hope these interviews give you practical advice along with inspiration for your career and life. Help us continue to serve you better by going to fueltalent.com slash podcast. Thank you so much. Now let's start today's show. Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. One of the things I have loved most in my 25-year recruiting career has always been the stories that people tell. Stories of leadership, career choices, company ideas, and team building. My inspiration for starting the What Fuels You podcast came from being curious about people's lives and wanting to help share their stories. What path brought them to this place? What decisions did they make that led to failures and successes? Who influenced those decisions and what lessons were learned along the way? I hope you enjoy the What Fuels You podcast. Today's guest on the What Fuels You podcast is Lindsay Droz and Christy Lord. Lindsay and Christy are the co-founders of Levant Collective, a female-founded consumer product company based out of Seattle that creates high-performing, plant-based cleaning products in countertop-worthy packaging. Levant Collective was born out of the near-constant demand for cleaning up after their kids and pets, but wanting the products they used to be non-toxic, highly effective, and conveniently located. Lindsay and Christy formed an instant friendship sparked at a mutual friend's wedding where they were both nine months pregnant and the only ones not lining the bar. Fast forward 10 years, two successful careers, six babies and many wine-filled evenings dreaming of starting something of their own. They took the plunge and created Levant Collective in 2020. Prior to Levant, Lindsay worked in sales and marketing in the medical device world and Christy in finance and accounting. By the way, for our What Fuels You listeners, Levant has given us a discount code for 20% off single-priced items with bundle pricing excluded. The code to enter in your checkout is FUEL20. That is F-U-E-L-2-0. Welcome, Lindsay and Christy. So good to see you guys. You too. too. Thanks for having us. This has been this has been something I've been really looking forward to. I started seeing your products literally everywhere, and now I am such a consumer and loyal fan. So this is like yes. I'm fangirling with you guys. I'm really excited. Um, I know that you've listened to the podcast, so you know that I'm going to hit you with rapid fire. But usually we just have one person. So given that there's two, I'm going with Lindsay first. The Enneagram Three, the more outgoing, like <laughs> crazy one, and I'm an Enneagram Three also. So I totally get it. Um, okay, Lindsay, here we go. If you could be a famous rock star, movie star, author, CEO, or athlete, which would you choose? Mm. I'd have to go with rock star. You know, I, I love a good mean, yeah, I love a good mean air guitar. Uh, I don't know how to play uh, at all. Would love to do that. And um, I sing in the shower like nobody's business. So I are you think good? I feel really like you would have a good star. voice. You have a very soothing speaking voice. Mm, you I'm have, gonna say no. Yeah, it's an off. Christy, I'd agree with Christy. It's a really bad singing voice. And okay. you know, I, I, yeah. So I would yeah. rock star for sure. Rock star. Okay. What are you currently watching, listening to, or reading? So watching, uh, I just finished watching this uh, show on Netflix. It was, I, th- I believe Mindy Kaling uh, created it. It was Never Have I Ever. About, oh, oh my God, it's so, it, it's so incredible. It's about this 15-year-old girl um, named Devi, and she's an Indian girl. Yeah, It is so Darling. incredible. And just to see the Indian culture and uh, in just a, in a fun way, um, I just, I fell in love with it even, I, I just fell in love with the show and fell in love with this character. What about reading? Oh, thank you. Reading right now, I'm reading Dave Grohl's book. My dad told me about it. Um, it's called Storytellers. And it's not a book actually I would have picked up on my own unless my dad told me. And he just said he has a really good way with words. It's fascinating. I love it on Audible also. Cause I'm, yeah, it's sometimes... on Audible as well. And I just, I love the way he puts the pen to the paper and writes the stories. You feel like you're with them. And nice. um, he just has, I feel, I like his spirit. Yeah, nice. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite band? Favorite band? I mean, it's all over the board, but I'd, I'd probably go with, I mean, I'm a huge James Taylor person, so it's not really a band, but I love Fleetwood Mac. 
Um, so definitely more classic yes. music. Yes. And um, what quality do you most value in Christy? Oh gosh, that's a great question. <laughs> There's so many, like where Can't do I even go? Here. I know. Um, her warmth, her accepting of me, because I'm not an easy person to accept. And she is, um, she, 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 understands my flaws she's understanding and i mean there's i, I could go on like now you're gonna make me all cry but i i just there's so many that i love things oh, about yeah i love that now i've got chills um okay and what fragrance are you currently wearing oh i don't change fragrances i've worn the same one since my honeymoon in 2008 and it's uh ode de, de hermes yeah and is there a leader who you would love to meet, like mm. someone that you most admire? Um, you know what? I got to say, it's on the top of my mind because I was listening to your podcast is uh, Rajiv Singh. I <laughs> was blown away. I, I've met him actually He's once so in baller. a I was, I could have listened to him for hours. I now want to seek out a bunch of his other podcasts. I, I met him once, I believe in a cocktail setting but didn't really get the depths of who he was. And I just, I, I just want to sit in a room with him and have a glass of whiskey and just, just listen to him talk and, and ask him yeah. questions. His it's, wife is equally as incredible. And she's actually, you can listen to it. She's actually been on the podcast also. Okay. Um, with Heather Redman, what during, during the pandemic, they started um, a big campaign, but yeah, Jill sings amazing. Wow. Um, Okay, Christy, you're up. If you could be a famous rock star, movie star, author, CEO, or athlete, which would you choose? I go with athlete. I have been working out, I've worked out, you know, my whole life and was never attained any sort of, um, excelled in any, any one area. And I just think that athletes are amazing. The amount of, um, um, you know, dedication, and and being able to like take your mind to a different place to work as hard as they do, I'm yes. just so. I would I'm in awe it. too. Is there a sport? A Maybe specific because sport I'm watching the um, Olympics right now. I'm just in awe of these yeah. athletes from around the world. Um, yeah. And again, maybe it's because of the Olympics are on, but it would probably be skiing. I'm so like deathly afraid of everything. So I don't want to be afraid. I mean, they are, they're amazing. They're I have that same feeling about, um, about skiing. I watched the Lindsay Vaughn uh, special and I'm just like, she's so mm -hmm. badass. There's nothing cooler than a oh, badass yeah. female skier, especially. <gasps> yes. I know. I know. How yeah. about you? What are you currently watching, listening to, or reading? I know I'm not going to sound very inspiring. I, uh, by the time I get to bed, I have three, three small children. Um, I can't watch anything intense right now. Um, with being in startup mode, I, I like to just go away to um, a happy place. So I just got done watching the cheer. Um, oh, you got to, you got to, I got to see that. <laughs> I, I have a lot running at the same time, by the way, based on my mood. So I'm with you. There are certain days I just want light yeah. and like almost like brain candy yeah and that's total brain candy I love it absolutely now, yeah and the tinder swindler on Netflix like some yeah. silly documentaries I, by the way I do find you inspiring because a I appreciate the authenticity and the vulnerability oh. um and how about you who's your favorite band um uh, I'm probably in line with Lindsay there I like the old stuff like right now I'm really into Gypsy Kings they just make me I've happy. seen them in concert uh, a few times they're amazing uh, Yes. And just makes me feel like I can go away to yeah. a happy place like Mexico or somewhere sunny when I'm listening to it because we've been stuck in Seattle yeah. for two years. All right, Christy, what quality do you most value in Lindsay? Okay. What do I, um, I mean, well, there are so many, but, uh, going back to, um, I carry, maybe it's my Enneagram one. I, I carry a lot of like my risk-free, um, tend to be more fearful person and Lindsay is not at all. And I love being in that presence of somebody who makes me feel safe and comfortable and, and, um, she helps me take risks. So that's what Aww. I, I mean, as far as a business partner goes, that's what I absolutely, uh, why I'm drawn to her as a business partner. And, um, I mean, just like most, I mean, just like you, when you've met her, I mean, you just instantly, when you're with Lindsay, you just, feel warm and she listens and she, you know, she just makes you feel like you're the only person in the room. Oh, 
more chills, more crying. I know. What fragrance are you wearing? Oh God! And again, I'm just so boring. I'm I am a fragrance free individual. What? <laughs> maybe you just I maybe just nothing. your aura smells so good. It's maybe your shampoo. Oh right? yeah, I know. My husband calls it the eau de doo da day. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if it's not anything, it's it's uh, uh we're testing out a lot of lotions right now. And so, how about you? As far as leader, is there um a leader that you kind of admire? Uh, the the CEO of um, Glossier, she's created such a such a such an incredible brand and such a f- incredible following, and yeah. uh, I'm just very impressed with what she's done with that business. Yeah, totally. And so I love that you guys met at a wedding. I mean, you just never know. A lot of people meet their spouses, and you guys met your like your work spouse at a wedding. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. Where were you kind of emotionally at the time that you met as far as, um, you know, you both had thriving careers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you were happy in Mm -hmm. your careers. It wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to find my next co-founder. No, 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 (laughs) no, it really, it was a friendship. I had heard about Christy years before that because she married uh, one of my husband's fraternity brothers who I knew in college and he just is this incredible man and um all of us women in college loved her husband and so the the question was who did Eric marry I was so curious and when I heard about her he I heard that he married this kick-ass woman who was just so smart in finance and just um, was this incredible gal. So I had heard about her before. And we were, when we were at this wedding, we, our bellies met, we were both nine months pregnant at the wedding and it just, our eyes locked. And I think it was love at first sight. And our friendship began. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else was having fun around us. So (laughs) I love it. Bonded. I love it. So Christy, as a gal from Billings, Montana, what drew you to Wazoo? You probably met a lot of Seattle people. There's a lot of Seattle folks there. Um, Yeah, well, actually, uh, my journey to Washington started earlier than that. My parents got divorced when I was uh, 10, and my dad moved out to a small town called White Sam in Washington, which is about an hour east of Portland and Vancouver small town. So I moved out there for high school and then, um, was drawn to several of my friends from White Salmon went to Washington state. Interesting. And so when did you realize you were kind of good at good with numbers? And I mean, you're like, see, you pass the CFA. That's like crazy. Yeah. I used to do a lot of, recru- lot of recruiting in New York in the oh. investment management world. So okay. I know your background that you're no, you're no joke. Like yeah. that is, that's yeah. hard. It was, it was very hard. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, from the, from high school, um, from high school, I was always in the business classes and the accounting and finance classes. And I, my teachers at that time were really encouraging. And, and, and I always loved math. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to do accounting. I still don't want to, um, but uh, it's where it's what I'm good at. So I'm doing it right now, but I had a lot of professors that kind of helped shape that too. And they're like, well, if you want to be in finance one day, like counting and CPA route is the good way to go. And yeah. so they encouraged me to go like the Deloitte. And at the time it was the big five. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you have any entrepreneurs in your childhood that um, you looked to, to be like, Oh, I kind of want to be that. Or did you never see this path for yourself? I, I didn't in, in, in my younger years, but pretty quick after college, I was like, I want to own my own business. Like I think being in the, in the auditing and auditing businesses and seeing seeing how businesses were run and think I could, I could do this. And then when I flipped over to the finance and investment side, like all of the clients I was working with uh, ran their own businesses and anybody that I was like, why am I working for everybody else? Like I, I can do this. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so when you guys met, you're pregnant, was this with your first or your Mm -hmm. third? Your first. Our first. Yeah, because yeah. I know you've had 10 years of this friendship. Okay, and you didn't yeah. start the business until just 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. So was there ever a part of you that was like, oh, the timing's not right because I'm a mom? Because I do feel like there is a lot of offboarding happening for women. Mm-hmm. And you guys did the opposite. You guys kind of went the double down route. <laughs> yeah. So, so for you, Christy, still continuing on with you, yeah. like, were you like, oh, I've met this badass woman and she is fearless and she's got all this energy but I kind of want to keep it safe because we've got now kids and we've got to pay the bills and, and, or I want to 
whatever have more time with them. Yeah. Um, God, looking back, yeah, the journey did lead us exactly to where it was. It's perfect timing, but um, I, we talked about it a lot, but we both knew that we wanted to be passionate about what we brought out into the world. And so finding that joint passion and took some time and um, there was, and then with, with Lindsay and I talking about, there's never really, when, when's the right time to take a leap? a faith and quit your job. I don't know if we can put put a finger on when that perfect time is. Uh, but you'll, I mean, I knew it in, in my gut, uh, yeah. with a long conversation with my husband. So like, okay. you know, I'm going to quit my job and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this and, and be all in. So, uh, it was, and because it was four, we've been working on the concept for four years Yes, uh, and we just launched a year ago. So the three years leading up to it. And again, you know, going back to kind of my more kind of risk, uh, averse uh, personality. I got a in the mail a, a Washington LLC, <laughs> and uh, it was Lindsay had gone on to the state and like filed, and she's like, "We're going to start a business." And I, yeah, I was like, "Okay, yeah, 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 yeah." And then in the mail, I get the LLC, and I was like, "Oh, well, I guess we're doing yeah, this." Guess <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> no. yeah. Guess that's happening. Yeah, interesting. How about you, Lindsay? What was your childhood like, and and who were your kind of inspirations as a kid? Yeah. Uh, well, my. Growing up, my parents were obviously the biggest inspiration to me, and they still are. My mom worked in the insurance industry back in the day, and uh, back then there weren't a lot of female executives in the insurance world, and so she had to kind of fight and crawl her way um, to the space that she got. She was definitely the breadwinner of the household, and um, my dad was more of an entrepreneur, and but on just in a loving and caring way, he cared. Uh, he did a lot of the stuff for the elderly. So oh, for a nursing wow. home and really regulating uh, nursing homes. And that was a huge passion for him still is of how, uh, when we turn older, how we're treated as, as, as elders. So for him, it was very much changing. He had a, a social impact from that was his side, but they were both my inspiration. They always pumped me up there. They still, to this day are my biggest advocates. They oh. always say you can do this and we believe in you. And, um, to me, that just always keeps me going on. So, Oh yeah. There's nothing like it, but I would imagine you could sell ice to an Eskimo. Like I met you and I'm like, I'll buy what you're having. Like I'll take 10. What are you having? So I love it. I know you kicked ass also in medical device sales, which lucrative. Was there a part of you that was like, that gave you confidence to know you could start yeah. something? Because once you know you can sell, it's yeah. almost like, whatever, I got this. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for me, the growing up, I always had to work for what I wanted. And so I always wanted more. We didn't have a ton of money. As I mentioned, my dad's business was in the, you know, very much the social welfare uh, and being. And so we didn't have... I got what I needed, but in order to get what I wanted, I had to work for it. So I started working in the berry fields and picking berries when I was 10 years old. So I, I've always known that in order to get something, I had to work for it myself. When I was in college, I heard that sales was a way to make money. And um, sales to me is the way I think of sales is very much a relationship and a conversation. And I'm I have always been of the mindset, I won't be a good salesperson if I don't believe in the product. Um, I don't want to sell something that someone doesn't need. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a bad salesperson in a lot of ways if I have to do something that I don't believe in. Yeah. Um, so when I got in the medical device world, it was, I truly believed in the product. I believed in the difference that these devices were making. And, and if it wasn't right for that particular uh, patient subset, I, I wouldn't talk about it. And there were many times I had conversations with my managers that they told me I need to do better in a certain product and I wouldn't do it because right. I didn't believe in it. I didn't believe that it would be the right fit for these patients. It, so. It's so interesting because when people, sometimes people have said to me, and I felt like you and I did have a lot of synergy and kind of connection when we met and there is a lot of like, okay, Enneagram's the same. Like we both like extroverted yeah. can sell, but when people say like, oh, you could sell, sometimes I get almost like defensive. Like if I don't believe in it, I actually can't sell it. So I read in the intro that you guys, you know, that you were looking for a product that didn't say like, hey, don't use this if you have pets. I've never seen that on a product, but that kind of freaked me out. Mm -hmm. So when you went to go research products, what did you find out there? And what is Levant? Like, tell us about the business. How is it different? Because I've never done that search. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, again, it started with a journey with Lindsay and I just kind of 
again, we started with organic food and like thinking about even beauty products and what we're putting on our skin. And then ultimately um, we got into cleaning when we had children and just reading, not understanding the ingredients. Well, one, a lot of times they're not on the back of, of uh, the packaging, but warning signs for the, for the pets. And then my kids had eczema. So it was super bad for their skin. And um, so, yeah, there was a lot of research that was done up front as to, so we're not chemists, we're just consumers is trying to understand which ingredients should we look out for. And, um, and then we hire this amazing green chemist. We found her, Lindsay found her on the 29th page of Google. Um, and, uh, yeah, she is amazing. And she's got like a 20 year history in green chemistry. And so she then educated a lot of us on like, here's what we want to look out for. And if you're formulating it correctly, using this ingredient and this ingredient, then you're going to create something that doesn't irritate the skin. So between our own research and then hiring this amazing green chemist is, um, how we came up with what we wanted. We, we also read a lot of no-no lists. A lot of companies are coming out with no-no lists, including Goop. Uh, there's a company called Full Lane and that they help drive the consumer to understand what's good, what's bad. Um, and so that's kind of helped drive what we wanted inside. Um, but also when Lindsay and I DIY'd for many years mm-hmm. um, prior to launching this company, and we realized real quickly that we are not going to DIY and try to launch Levant, which is we wanted right. these products be high performing quality, good uh, formulas. So you don't have to compromise. You don't have to compromise and always go back to your conventional cleaning products. I do care about the actual product. I love the smell, but if I didn't love the smell, I wouldn't like it. I got to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. like the kind of shallow side of me actually is really drawn to just the packaging. Like I love the packaging. I like that it's like, if I'm going to have cleaning products out or hand soap out, I want a beautiful black or white with gold. It's just so elegant and it looks so sophisticated. Um, I feel like it's like the, it's just beautiful. And it's also takes the kind of pain part away. Like I like spraying down the countertops with Levant. That's what I'm like personally drawn to. But if people don't have your product, and first, why don't you tell us what the business is? What is Levant? And what are, I don't want to forget to ask, what are the products if people don't have Levant that they should be looking out for to make sure that they can um, get rid of those products and buy Levant? Yeah. So Levant is truly the highest performing plant-based cleaning products or home care products uh, that look beautiful and elevated on your counters. So um, it was really important for us, as Christy uh, mentioned, not only to have this uh, a powerful uh, formula in a, you know, a natural or non-toxic way, but also to have them look beautiful. And, you know, funny story, when we were talking to investors early on, if this would be something interesting, one of the investors said, you know, it's like the Tesla of cleaning products. So the idea is is that we wanted to get, we want to change the market and have more people use plant-based cleaning products. But the first thing that people say is when you ask, why don't you use plant-based or non-toxic or whatnot? They say it's because they don't work. And so we know that they can work. Well, let's try to flip that on the customer and say, let's get you in a different way. Let's let's um, bring you in from the, the, the luxury side of it, the way it looks, the way the refill bottles, the sustainability piece. And oh, by the way, it's green. So it's not the leading charge on it. It It is, you might not have bought these products had you known that they were green if we were selling to you as a, just a green product. Right. And if If it was just like like a clear, ugly bottle that was like some janky little top, I wouldn't have bought it. You'd be like, oh, it's another non-toxic product and it probably doesn't work too. So it just, it twists on. And now people can realize, actually I bought it because it was pretty, but now I I keep buying it because it works so well and I love it and I love it. It makes me feel. Right. I think the way that it makes people feel and how it looks, we were surprised that that is the leading, the, the leading driver is that the way that it makes you feel. So it's, that's really, that's been wonderful because that's how we felt like home, right. you should feel good about caring for your home, but the, all the products out there that we're using made you feel icky or like right. you had to hide them or you right. wanted to wash your counter down with water after you used it because it's just bleh. Yeah. So I do want to go on the Goop um, website to see these kind of warning, or maybe you just tell me what should I be looking out for? The the first thing that every consumer should be looking into is make sure, look 
on the back and see if the ingredients are listed. So everything okay. is going to have products that are listed on there. Um, but when you're walking down the grocery aisle, you're going down Target, just turn the product around. Does it have ingredients? That's the first thing to look for, just like we do with food. Because um, you want to know what, just like you want to know what you're eating, you also want to know what you're bringing into your home and what you're breathing, basically. So that's the first thing. Um, second things are, you know, oftentimes the companies will list what they're not using. So some things to look for are think bleach or just to your eye, are there dyes in there? So is, does your product have color in it? Is it blue? Is it green? Is it yellow? Um, because dyes are there literally just to make it look pretty, but there's a lot of harmful uh, sides to that. Um, and then there's some other things that are big words. So stay with me here, but phthalates, um, parabens. parabens, those are things that are, you know, for all the men out there listening, they're called endocrine disruptors. And listen, men, that ruins your, it lowers your sperm count. There's a lot of, lot of research out there to show that these ingredients that we bring into our home lower your sperm count. On the female side, it, it definitely um, uh, can hinder a lot of uh, um, reproductive, yeah, reproductive, uh, reproductive harm. So yeah, that's those that's, are the kind of the four. That, that's four super things. super important for us to know. And so you did mention meeting with investors. How did you fund the business, and how much have you raised so far? Mm -hmm. We we bootstrapped for those first three three and a half years. Yep. Uh, this Lindsay is a nice fund. We want a proof of concept. We met with lots of investors in those three years to to uh, just get their general feel uh, for for what we were doing, what we were attempting to do. And then uh, we bootstrapped as long as we could and then realizing inventory is very expensive, but also the growth side, the marketing side is very expensive. So if we wanted to feel this and get this out uh, as quickly as possible, we needed a little extra help. So we, we fundraised in the spring of last year through the summer and we raised a million. And That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Angels, no, no venture. Correct. No, but yeah, just uh, friends and family and mentors and um, and surrounded ourselves. We we would not get to this point today without the friends, the help of our mentors and people that have guided us and who have taken our calls and people who didn't know us that just took our call and said, "Yes, I'll talk with you for fifteen minutes." Yeah. So uh, we pick up these little things, and you know, yeah. you never know unless you ask. So well, it must be no. super fun for you now to see where the brand is because there is a lot of brand recognition. Um, I've told a couple of friends I'm having you guys on the podcast. And in my mind, I'm just trying to always share the news of like incredible female founders, founders in general, but especially like female founders. Yeah. I was like, oh, Levant, I know them. I love them. Like oh. people, people know the brand so yeah. that you know oh, you've got yeah. a lot of brand recognition. Oh, um, yeah. And I know that your goal is, is you know, in general to take this, the beauty of the products and, um, and kind of get into that, like things that we're using every day, like um, laundry soap, like hand soap, like dish soap. What are mm -hmm. those products going to look like in the next three to five years, as far as the direction of product development? Mm -hmm. mm, that's great. That's a great question. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely laundry mm -hmm. expanding on, on the fragrances as people get used to Levant and what our offerings are. Uh, and what's been fun is a lot of people look to us just for now for all their home care items. So they're asking for things that weren't necessarily what we want to do, like shampoo, body conditioner, yeah. but, you know, all these, all these areas, but um, we're going to stay in the cleaning lane. And then probably have some offshoots with accessories. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yes, yeah. I love I love my yeah. little scrubber. That's another yeah. thing that I feel good. I'm like I kind of want to scrub the dishes because it's pretty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. we're just bringing the the cleaning products from underneath the counter to your counter, and we're responsible for making that all look good. So we want to style yeah. your counters. We want to love make it. Your counter to be a piece of jewelry, even if your counters aren't jewelry. You know, so it can be in any. It doesn't have to be on a marble countertop. It can be on formica, and it. Damn, it makes that formica look good. Yeah, so, I love that. So tell me about the subscription plan. I might have to like look into that personally because I like the I like the process of like physically picking out things and buying it and not necessarily on online. But now that I've identified what I love, I'm that might be mm -hmm. perfect. So how does that work? Yeah. So subscription, you know, you can go online and you can choose the frequency and the amount of what you want. So it's just going to show up at your doorstep. So with all the single price items, like we, I, I don't know if we got into it, but we have dish soap, hand soap, a surface cleaner and uh, cleaning wipes. And you can order those uh, in a 6, 10, 12 week frequency, uh, depending on how quickly you use it. And uh, at a discount, at a 15% uh, yeah, discount. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. So for us too, it was also about convenience. Yeah. It, you know, oftentimes I would run out of cleaning products. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got to run to Target and go get yes. some new stuff. So just that convenience of set it, forget it. It shows up at your door and you've got a little bit of your back stock and um, ready to go so that you don't run out of your dish soap. And I'll tell you what, people freak out when they run out and they're like, can you expedite this to me? I forgot to order. I'm like, yes, I can. And oh, by the way, subscription. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. So your products right now, I just read like a few spots, Goop, which is another conversation that we're going to get to because I was okay, so excited when I saw that. Yeah. Um, Berry Shop, Anthropology, obviously some local brands like Sarah Alexander and Frenchies, all great places. Yeah. And so um, how are, are these people kind of coming to you or are you having to do a ton of biz dev to get featured as a product? And how did you break into Coop? It's a big oh, deal. God. I mean, that's, that's a good story. Uh, the, but to answer your first question, a lot, most of our boutique retailers are coming to us. They've heard about us. It's just been this organic growth and we are so grateful every time we get that call um strategically the strategically though some of the bigger retailers those are the ones that we've gone after anthro was one that we didn't go after they came to us and that was mm -hmm. a fun call and yeah. we've got a we, i won't say the name right now but we have a massive retailer that we're launching um in september i believe of this year so it's so exciting Can why we can't we say we want it to be like you heard it here first on what fuels you oh lordy um oh god no we can't say <laughs> yeah yeah well, i'm excited for you guys tell me about the Thank goop you. story so goop was um the way that one came about is that um i met the uh, CMO at the first pop-up in San Francisco and she, four year, four yeah, like four or five years ago. And we didn't even have a concept at that point. I just connected with her as a mother. Uh, she walked me around the goop pop-up for a while because there was a snafu and an email that they sent me and I wasn't going to go away. So I showed them the email they sent me and she came out, she apologized. And then we ended up walking around. She now is our mentor today. Her name is Blair Lawson. She's a phenomenal woman. Um, and she now is, I believe the CMO at a beauty counter yeah. uh, but this woman is kick-ass anyways we connected we just um i said can we stay in touch i said yes it was kind of a weird thing you know to kind of date a woman a little mm -hmm. bit you're like hey can i have your number can we be friends <laughs> but she said yes and when we had this concept we brought it up to her and uh she introduced us to the buyers at goop a few years ago and before we even had a a bottle we just had our drawings from our designer I went down there, had a meeting with these, um, with the buyers and they loved it. And I asked them, what would your customer want out of these products? And, uh, they, they were very, you know, gave us the glass is important, you know, sustainability, beauty. all these, yeah, beauty. And that's really what helped develop us. So as we went throughout the years, we just stayed in touch with them and, yeah, and right it, up until launch. I mean, they only got the sample sizes like everybody else did. We didn't even have full full prototypes until we launched in December, but yeah. they were one of the first people that we shipped the packages out mm -hmm. to. And, you know, Lindsay, kudos to Lindsay. I mean, they went through, I think, three home buyers in the three years that we were in touch with them. And, and you have to pitch and get to know each one. And, you know, because it's ultimately their PO. So, uh, but each one loved it and kept continuing to pass the baton to the next one. So that's it, amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So you launched this business in December 2020 of all times during a pandemic. Yeah. Crazy. Like, who would have thought that that's like, actually something that you can do. And there are lots of studies that show that companies that are, that are started in downtimes are actually stronger. Wow. How do you think, how do you think, um, kind of some of the obstacles that have been thrown your way have shaped kind of your leadership style as far as, um, creating a culture? I know you guys are in person with your team, but there's mm -hmm. just all sorts of stuff around supply chain and delivery and just yeah. shipping yeah. and everything's just kind of wonky right now. Like, has it yeah. served you in a good way to start this during this time? Or is it like, do you think it could have well, we grown even faster? Like, it's hard to know. I know it is. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a goal setter and uh, I work really hard to hitting all the goals. And every year since we came up with the concept in 2018, I was like, we're launching by December of, you know, 18. of 18. And then it was like, okay, let's shift it. It's going to be summer or whatever. And so we launched when we did not because we wanted to, mm -mm. because that was when it was going to happen. And I think that three years of product development, idea development and getting it 
out the door helped serve us in the sense of it, it's going to happen when it, in, in the time it needs to happen and to have patients through these obstacles, which is the obstacles we faced leading up to are, were one, but now we have, again, like you mentioned, the supply chain issues. So we're, we're rolling with it. Like yeah. there's only yeah. so much you can control. And for someone who likes goal setting and, and, you know, task mastering and all the things like this has been a good lesson in me for, for me personally. And just like, you got, you got to roll with it and, and do what you can and push where you can, but um, yeah. You know. What are some of the obstacles that you're facing today as far as what you're losing sleep over? They're like, oh gosh, please don't let us get this call. Mm. Yeah, I mean, supply, supply chain, supply chain. Yeah. we're currently out of stock on almost all of our products. I mean, they're all coming back in stock by the end of the month, but, uh, you know, you do as much forecasting as I've done and getting the POs in when I should have, and, and I did, and, and now it's, it's in the hands of the suppliers and the raw ingredients. And, and do you switch so, up supplier? Like what happens to, I don't know your industry. Like, can you be like, okay, well on to the next, how does that work? Or is it like, no, these are the people and they've got us like, they've got us where they want us. Cause they're running the show here. It's half and half a little bit. I mean, there are some suppliers that we've been with since day one that gave us a chance. I think initially it was really hard for us to find suppliers because we were so small Mm -hmm. and we said, oh, hey, I know you're a big company, but can you make 500 bottles for us? Or And they they said, absolutely not. Um, So to find suppliers that actually believed in us and trusted that, that we could make this what we told them it's going to be. Uh, and those that have stuck with us, it's been phenomenal. And I really, truly believe it was going back to opening a business during a pandemic. There were, I mean, there were so many unfortunate things that happened. It was a really just sad time for the world and the country and to find some joy in cleaning products when you spent the last better part of your year disinfecting your house or being around all these chemicals in your home and your yeah Yeah. to come out with a product that actually worked and that brought joy and made people feel better that was such a blessing for Mm -hmm. us and um and if this is supposed to be the worst time man we i i can't i can't be more proud of what we've been able to accomplish in this last year with the the people that have supported us and yeah have you gotten a lot of those questions guys around like hey does this disinfect against i mean i'm sure that's constantly something you have to answer because people yeah. kind of want yeah. that like Cloroxy vibe right now. Yeah, they, they want the, the kill, the kill feature. And, and actually, surprisingly enough, I don't know if we've done a good job explaining on our website. We don't get a ton of questions on, on COVID and whether or not it kills the viruses. Because we are, we're a plant-based uh, cleaning product. So we, we clean, we don't disinfect. And cleaning gets you 99% of the way there. So yeah. what we say is we, we remove your germs what you can wipe them away, but mm-hmm. you need an EPA registered product or ingredient, which is basically a pesticide in order to claim as a disinfectant or an antibacterial. Oh, interesting. We're not against them, but it wasn't part of our yeah. uh, initial ethos to, to have those types of ingredients yeah. in our products. Yeah. It's kind of the, kind of the exact opposite, right? Yeah. 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 And come to find out the majority of the consumer is actually not truly disinfecting in order to truly disinfect. You have to have it sit on a surface for wet. minimum wet for a minimum of 10 minutes. So think oh, about that. I Are you going to spray that. your, your yeah. disinfectant spray, sit there and then wipe it away. That's truly the time is what kills the, that bacteria. So. Interesting. I mean, I've gotten to see some great press. I mean, there's probably more than this, but I'm just like Forbes and people just to kind of throw out a couple. How yeah. does that, yeah. how do those little um, nuggets get you visibility and what does it do for the business? Is there just like a huge uptick and then it goes down or how does that impact a consumer facing business getting PR? You know, it's interesting. I think what, what the biggest surprise to us during this entire journey is that it's a lot of little things. It's not just one thing. It's not the Kardashian effect. If we were on Kardashians, then you blow up in your overnight success. It's being in Forbes, being in people, being on your podcast, being, um, you know, being in the times, just all these different touch points It you know, there's that old saying of it takes seven times to hear something in order for it to, uh, resonate, to resonate. and yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I'd be lying if we said like, yes, we got in people and we had, you know, a million dollars in sales that day. That didn't happen. In no. fact, yeah. we didn't get a million dollars in click or a million clicks. So it, it is a little bit of everything. Yeah. And yeah. It, it certainly warms our heart. I mean, we, we love it. You've been seeing month over month growth, right? Yes. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. huge growth. Have there been, um, I guess, moments that were just like disproportionate growth? 
And how have you been able to sustain that um, given some of these supply chain issues? Like are customers empathetic to understanding what's yes, going on in the yeah, world? We have the best customers. Uh, yeah, they've been very gracious with us. We, we, we keep them informed as, you know, all along the way. And this is actually our kind of our biggest kind of, uh, mm -hmm. as far as being out of stock, this is our biggest time period that we've been out of stock, but our, our huge growth happened probably in Q4 last year, Correct. but it really started after goop. It's almost that, that validation, that stamp of approval that, Oh, okay. This is, they've vetted you. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like a, a huge stamp of approval. So it started like creeping up. And then when we launched candles mm -hmm. and then holiday, cause it's such a giftable, yeah. uh, item set. Yeah, and very that, affordable. Uh, Those candles are such, such a great price point. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were scared for January come January is kind of a slow month and it has not slowed down at all. It oh, has been, the hockey stick is just, it's going. And what we found too, is that when people try the product, the majority of them come back and rebuy. Mm -hmm. yes. So that tells us that, yay, they like it and um, they enjoy it and they, they feel how we feel. Right. And all those little, like you're talking about like people and the Forbes and the hits, maybe not getting a ton of sales from those, but what it does is again, those are all stamps of approval. And that's how like other retailers are finding us, you know, that's yes. guaranteed you that's how anthro we got on anthro's radar is seeing these, these little hits out there. So uh, yeah, we'll, that's we'll not surprising. So what are you most excited about these days? Like what's, what's happening at Levant that our listeners need to know about is like, this is what's coming in the pike. Besides, yeah. new, besides new sense. The big thing that we're working on right now is growing our incredible team. So for us, it's finding, growing that team and finding uh, you know, more people that fit into the culture that we've already developed. We have an incredible base of employees right now. We're small but mighty. And um, just finding those next players that are excited about growing a business. So if any of your listeners out there- Yes. Know of I was gonna ask you that because I love asking that. Like what types of people are you looking for? Because there may be- the right people listening, um, right. certainly yeah. people who are passionate about what you're building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, if, you know, specifically, if we can, somebody in the consumer product space and, and or direct to consumer from uh, e-commerce marketing perspective, we're looking for acquisition and retention of, of new customers. So our marketing we're definitely wanting marketing. So mm -hmm. here's your marketing budget, go out and help us hit these revenue goals. And then um, operations, <clears throat> which is, you know, the hat that I typically wear and Lindsay's the marketing side. And these are just going to help free us up to focus more on strategy mm -hmm. and, and growing the business from that perspective. Yeah. But it's like, you know, some supply chain, uh, you know, boxes, inventory, like a freight. All the things. Up, yes, all the things all people the things. don't even think about. They're just like, look at me and my beautiful bottle. You don't even realize what goes That's on right. behind the scenes. Yeah, we could definitely, yeah, need to get some efficiencies. Because again, like Lindsay mentioned, you know, our, our current suppliers are the people who said yes. Uh, they're not necessarily strategically located in, you know, to where we need them to be located from a yeah. perspective. So mm -hmm. trying to get more efficient. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that totally mm -hmm. makes sense. It's like kind of growing up from like, okay, we were infants and then we were like little toddlers yep. and that. it's, it's yeah. true. This yeah. is your baby and it's like yeah. growing. See, the other thing I'm really excited for, we're working, as Christy mentioned earlier, we're working on laundry. So surrounding that laundry customer, we did uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but we do all third-party testing against our products. So we test them. We go after the big guys. We're we're not going after a bunch of non-toxic uh, stuff. We're going after conventional aisle five grocery stuff that's been on the market for 50 years. And we want to make sure our products perform as well as, if not better. And uh, our laundry detergent has, in its third-party tests against Tide, has done that. So I'm super excited to bring it powerful, more powerful products and different um, mindsets to the consumer. And we've got a lot of great things coming um, mm -hmm. product wise. I can't wait to see you did mention your team and your culture. Are there um, values like company values or culture um, things that we should hear about to learn more about what it would be like to work there? Mm. Mm. That's, I know we're so like in such startup, yeah. startup mode. It's, it, you know, I mean, whoever comes has to be, it's like roll up your sleeves. I mean, everybody does everything here. Mm -hmm. um, it's a ton of fun. We're family focused, you know, so Lindsay and I started a business in our forties and we have three small children. And so we, we wish we could be here 12, 15 hours a day, but we're just choosing not to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we got to leave at five, get the kids to their, their after school activities and, and we drop all our kids off at school. So we work really hard when we're here and a little bit more 
more at night, but, um, but there's yeah. going to be a balance. And I think that that's, what's kind of nice about starting a business later on in life too, is, is knowing how to be okay with balance. Right. It's always a challenge, right? I mean, yeah. um, ironically, you guys are literally like teeing up my questions in like the perfect order of how <laughs> I was thinking. So I'm like, there's such kismet here. Cause I, I literally wrote the word balance. How how do you say balanced and organized? And mm. for me, selfishly, I want to know if there's actual like takeaway like tools. Like I use this app, or yeah. um, this is how I prepare for yeah. my week. Lindsay's oh, really excited about this question. Oh, oh, oh! What <laughs> Tony Robbins or what? No, I, oh, I love Tony Robbins. Today. I'll go with you next oh, time, oh, Lindsay. No. Your organization app. Oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, uh, as Christy knows, I. I spent my career not in front of a computer. It was very much in front of people. I'm not a project manager. I had my own notebook. I could just, and I flourished that way. When you move into an office setting and you move in, you work with a team, you have to communicate and be organized. And there's so many different things. And one of our social media gals, she got me hooked on this app called Asana, A-S-A-N-A. I am obsessed. It is, I can put all of my projects in there. I can put timelines on their dates, my follow-up. Um, it's it, from notes, notes from meeting notes. Like I am writing down all your questions. I'm going to put them in there. Um, uh, just different statements that I've heard along the way, different inspiration I've seen. I can put it all in this damn app. It is, it's changed my life. My team would be thrilled if I was on Asana. I actually use Trello. Um, I don't know if it's the same. Oh, yeah. I, should actually I, I did. I tried Trello. My husband told me about that and he really liked it. And then yeah. Asana just, I needed someone to teach me it a little bit. I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've been less likely. I try to learn new things. Uh, so I just need someone to guide me through it first. Yeah. Spend a, give me a 15 minute tutorial and then I'll be off and get comfortable. And Trello, I just didn't have that hand holding. So with Asana, I need just that 15 minutes. She did a yeah. call with me and I took off with it. So. I'm going to look at Asana and compare it because I do love Trello, but yeah. And so how about, how about you, Christy? Are there things that you do to stay organized, stay balanced, like set yourself up for a great day? Do you have like a, a spiritual practice? Like what keeps you grounded during this craziness? Uh, well, I would probably have to honestly say I'm not very grounded right now. I'm probably the least grounded I've ever been in, in my life uh, is trying to figure out this new normal, which is uh, crazy, which is crazy, which is I'm building a rocket ship. Look at me yeah. go. Yeah, it is trying to find that that balance between um, with my previous roles and my previous jobs, I was able to really turn it off. Yeah, you know, at nighttime, I never checked anything. And then the weekends, I never checked anything. And I could really check out where they're here. I just, there's just a sense I can never check out. And I need yeah. to relearn how to do that when it's, when it's, you know, it's ours, it's our baby. So like, how do you, how do you check up? How do you just not pay attention to your baby? I've never started a business with someone else. Cause part of me was like, a, what if, what if I'm doing more of the work or less of the work? I am specifically curious about that whole part. Like, what if someone's like, yeah, I'm going to be traveling like seven weeks a year or, mm -hmm. Hey, my kids, I'm going to start working from home three days a week. These things happen for people. They just have mm -hmm shifts in life and it's amazing that you guys have been able to communicate so effectively and balance each other in that way as far as like nope we're both on the same page and it, when yeah. you said when you said like oh and then I have to check at night I'm sure there's a little bit of like I I want to like I can't not and um it's like your fourth child because we've been we had so many years where we worked together before launching those were like the dating years as far as just getting to know each other's mm -hmm work styles and personalities and how we think and how we problem solve. And there were definitely uh, challenges along the way mm -hmm. that we kind of had to duke it out and, um, and then move on. And so we really got to know each other. And so Ben, by the time we launched, there was no like, why is it this way? And why is it that way? It's like, that's, that's the way that we work together by the mm -hmm. time we get to launch. That's amazing. So that was, that was yeah, help. That was certainly helpful, even though we wanted to launch many years before we oh, did. Yes. Oh, I yes. think it was good that we went through those three years of mm -hmm. just learning who each other are because we are so different and you need to be okay with that. Yeah. Like my, my husband doesn't think the way that I think. So mm -hmm. we are work wives and, and we, and, and we're kind of like getting into our lanes um, as far as, you know, kind of where the responsibilities that each one of us carries and um, we hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. You guys are a great, yeah. great combo. So I'm going to ask each of you individually. Um, okay. what, what fuels you? Mm, I'm, you know, setting a dream and, and going to it. You know, I'm a, you know, Christy mentioned she's a goal setter. I'm a big visualizer. I visualize the future and I feel it. I feel regret if I don't hit it. And my, my, my fuel is getting to that, that place of visualization. Um, I truly, truly believe in that. My life has changed since I did a seminar, I don't know, four, probably five or six years ago. And that, uh, I realized in the end that even before I went to that seminar, but that that's always been my driving force of visualizing what I wanted and then going after it and getting that hunger inside. I love the little belly hurt of mm. you want something so bad that, that nothing will stop you. And to me that I, I love it when I get that belly ache. Yeah. That seminar was the, um, Tony Robbins. It was. Yeah. I want to, are you going to go to another one? I want to go with you. I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. And when Is we go, Oh, they're not in person, so I won't do it until they're in person again. But when we go, I we we will not sit together because it's a very much no, an individual. It's an individual thing, yeah. And you want to be able to tell these people your your vulnerabilities that you know you're never going to see the next day because I you move seats every yeah. you know all the day. Yeah. I have been to an event Well, he spoke at Salesforce and I was there. Yeah. Mm, we yeah. have some mutual friends. Um, and I was like, his energy is insane. It's incredible. I'm and a big fan. I'm a big Tony I am Robbins too, fan. But, I, but I wasn't a fan before. I was actually an naysayer. And oh, I am a fan. Until a, a friend, you know, told me about it and said, hey, I'll pay for your tickets. Go down there. You just, you need it. You, Lindsay, I, I feel it. You need this. And he couldn't have been more... Uh, right. And I was, I'm a huge fan right now. My life was completely changed by that, that time I spent on myself. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Christy, what fuels you? What's your fuel besides the beautiful earrings and jewelry? (laughs) I know. Right. Uh, well right now in this very moment, definitely it's Levant. I mean, that's what gets me out of bed every day. And when I say it's, it's mine, I mean, it's ours, but like for like, it's something that it's mine. And I, I'm outside of my body looking in knowing that this is such a special time. Mm. We will not get this back. It will not be like this forever as we continue to grow and expand and have employees and responsibilities to others. And it's, it's like this perfect little bubble. Like we have these wonderful customers who love the product. We're surrounded by a city that's completely supporting us. Everybody wants to see us win. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're like, we're maybe in our toddler stage. We're surrounded by a gazillion boxes and we're packing and we're shipping and we're going to miss these days. And you I will miss better. those days. Yeah, Every yeah. startup founder says that Be like, yeah. those were the early days. And like, even if later days might mean um, more calm or more money or more, yeah. whatever, more recognition. It's like, remember when we sat in that office and our backs were to each other and it was like, <laughs> shit was going south and yeah, it's amazing. It is crazy in here every day. And uh, yeah, so that's why I'm like, I'm so present in that fact that like, this is, this is wonderful. Mm. This is truly amazing. Thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You. Thank you.